This is Back to the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker, and it is Wednesday, the 26th of August. 12 billion days into the COVID lockdown, and nothing has changed. So um, we're still, in Southern California, we're starting to slowly creep out of it, it seems like. there. We're getting a little bit of hints that maybe uh, things are going to start to open up. talking about some schools starting to go back to online uh, on ground education and so there's a little bit going on there um obviously there's lots of stuff going on out in the world though um the uh, nba playoffs continue to roll and uh and apparently the toronto raptors are having a team meeting this morning talking about the possibility of sitting out the first game of the second round series against the boston celtics uh in protest for the jacob blake shooting to try to continue to put focus and pressure on people to to make changes in the way policing is handled in in cities around the country um Excuse me. Um, two days ago, after the Lakers' uh, win against um, uh, the Portland Trailblazers, LeBron James came out and said, "You know, that as a black man, he feels frightened. He says that's how I feel." And I think it was important that he came out and said that, and that he phrased it just perfectly in saying that, you know, it's I. I get it. You know, people say I'm a millionaire and I, you know, how can I be complaining about social injustice? He says, but I'm a black man. And if I'm walking down the street, most people are going to recognize me, but I'm still a black man. And that means that, that there are some people out there who will think, shoot first, ask questions later. And some of those people work in police departments and, you know, we need to change some training. We need to change some responsibilities and maybe balance what our police departments are doing. Um, so that, so that, you know, a section of our population who happen to have darker colored skin don't feel fear when just going about their lives, you know, and, and I can't imagine what it would be like as a, you know, uh, a black adult with, with children, especially boys, um, you know, teenage and early 20 something boys just being themselves going out and about and hanging out with friends and stuff and especially you know at night if they're hanging out with friends uh you know they've got targets on their back and that's got to be how how a lot of african americans are feeling and um you know uh, to some extent i think the 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 uh, apparent of of daughters in that same time range always worries about your your you know what happens because there's a lot of violence against women in the world and you worry about your daughter being out and about when she's off at college you know and so you know as as a i'm not an african-american person but i i can i can you know somewhat relate to that that worry that that nervousness that sits in the pit of your stomach about your kid um you know possibly being viewed by somebody as a victim and uh, and you know you you pray and hope that that doesn't happen but there's also things that we can do to make some social changes to make things um, uh, maybe a better world, a better place for uh, for certain groups of people. And and when there's certainly a group of people that has been targeted, there you know that then you've got to say, well, maybe there's a way to change that. And I don't think it's conscious targeting most of the time. I think it's just um, you know in the situation, police officers become um, uh, 
sort of trained to react to what they're seeing and where they're at, what location they're at. They're in an area where there is more crime and there is more chance of them being harmed, and they're trying to protect themselves in a lot of cases as well. Um, but it's tough to come up with an explanation that would seem reasonable to anybody uh, for a man being shot seven times in the back while he's getting in his car. Um, here is Erin. Let's talk to Erin and see what she has to say. Hey there. Hi there. How are you? Hi. Welcome on this happy Wednesday. <laughs> is it Wednesday Yeah, I know. Isn't it funny? You still have to, I have to check regularly. I mean, I mean, I, I forget days because they all blend. They all blend. And, you know, I mean, we didn't talk about it on the radio station, but I mean, I've, I've been dealing with just, just not feeling great in terms of some headaches and stuff. I've got some, you know, some injuries and spinal injuries and stuff that I've had from previous car accidents. And so I have days where I, I'm, I'm physically uncomfortable and, uh, and, uh, you know, honestly, that's, that's the defining thing for me anymore in terms of days is like, did I have a good day or did I have a bad day? And how was I feeling? Because everything else is pretty much the same, you know, Saturdays and Sundays don't separate that much other than, you know, we, we watch, you know, you sit and watch church on television, um, on Sundays, you know, <laughs> I have a little calendar and it's like, Oh, today is a basketball game. Today is church day. Today is, you know, and it's all, it's all TV, um, which is sad. <laughs> Weird yes. and sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the new reality. Who the knew? New, the new normal. Yeah. How long can we put up with this? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I think that we're everybody's sort of in a mindset of this is, you know, indefinite. And that doesn't mean never ending. It just means we don't know. And so we'll just, you know, take one day at a time and keep going on as we are and trying to do the things that we're doing and figure it out. Um but there's a lot of people like me who, you know, I mean, my, my little business, my swim team has been completely shut down, nothing, which means, you know, no revenue at all. No, uh, you know, I haven't seen my, my, my team, my, the, my kids, the family, the parents, you know, these are, these are all people who I'm, are my friends, you know, and, and I, I miss them. I miss them. I miss those kids. Could you, you all know? get to, can you get to, uh, get together and do a dry workout like a, on land workout and not yeah. a school workout. Yeah, I, we could do something like that. Um, I, I, it's of dubious value other than putting people together, and then you got to worry about well, you know, are you violating rules about putting people together, and where can you go to do that? You know, physically, uh, can't go to the to the school where we normally would have gathered, and you have to have a place that has uh, you know like restroom facilities and things like that. So maybe you got to find a park or something where they, where they can everybody can still you know gather and have space amongst us and yet also go to a bathroom if you need it and i don't know we get we get i mean i suppose things could be done it's it's um i don't know maybe i need to look into that just to no. touch base with people and say hey you know I, I, again i don't know that anybody thought that we would be knocking on september's door and still be dealing with this stuff yeah now certainly we didn't back in march you know on that Thursday, Friday, when everything just kind of went from, hey, this could be kind of weird to like, okay, everybody stay home. Yeah. When Disneyland closed, everybody went, oh, wow. And then everything started dropping after that. Right. Yeah. No, I remember uh, running a Thursday practice Thursday night and during the day and the evening, um, you know, there were news was coming out saying, hey, this is, you know, 
that there might be some lockdowns and we might might be asked to stay at home and 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 then like on Friday morning notices went out saying everything is closed don't you know and literally like overnight it went from from you know hey we may have to you know start being a little careful about interacting with people to we're just not going to interact with people yeah you know and then and then that initial well what does that mean you know can i go to the doctors can i buy groceries what can i do what can i not do you know and over time we've sort of figured out how all that works but um yeah definitely a brave new world or an, or an afraid and not so brave new world yeah well you know, i was i was stealing from aldous huxley so yeah indeed indeed <laughs> but I, you know i at, at what point do we say enough and we have to get out there and live our lives at what point do we say that yeah you know because this this virus could be with us indefinitely there's no they say oh vaccine 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 but there's no saying that no telling that that vaccine's going to work and that that it's going to be what we think it's going to be that it's going you know I, 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 the coronavirus coronaviruses are they mutate quickly they um you know the common cold is a coronavirus we've never had a we've never had a vaccine for that so in the meantime mm-hmm. do we cower in fear until this thing doesn't exist anymore that doesn't make any sense yeah yeah um, although the, the there was a, there's also rhinoviruses, there are several different viruses that cause the common cold. So indeed, so. but but yeah, but you get my point. Right. My point isn't you know yeah. You get my point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, but as we're learning about this virus, they're you know they're they're thinking that it seems to um, mutate more slowly, so that we could get something that would provide us with some some type of protection although you know you wonder too like a lot of um you know like they've got the um the uh resistant um uh drug resistant um uh bacteria bacteria that perhaps you know if you start creating something that 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 uh causes us to have uh, you know immunity that then it will start maybe mutating more quickly because it's not finding uh, anything to latch on to, and so then it'll mutate more, and we may be actually causing it to be worse by trying to create immunity to it. You know what I mean? Yep, I do. <laughs> uh, going back to the dystopian future of, of A Brave New World, which is an I- ironic name for the, mo- the novel, by the way. If anybody's not read um, the novel, it's called A Brave New World, but it, that's basically ironical because it's about like um socially engineered people or um uh, you know uh, environmentally engineered intelligence-based social hierarchy and and it's it's definitely a dystopian future that's that's not very bright and shiny um <laughs> compared a lot to like 1984 george orwell's novel which a lot of people had to read in high school so you know it's 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 not a positive thing to say brave new world by any stretch um yeah. So, anyhow, so, enough. To, you know, it's funny because what was it yesterday? We said it was kind of a doom and gloom show on the radio, and today we you, you made an effort to be more positive. I wasn't helping much because no, you really weren't. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, Todd. Yeah, I wasn't today. I was coming in kind of everything's <laughs> yes. 
you know, I yeah. opened up with Kevin Hart being being confused for Usain Bolt. Right. Only an idiot would do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and I turned it into, you know, people are being shot in the streets and, and we're all locked down forever and nothing's ever going to be positive again. And <laughs> rah, rah. Definitely going with my cynical, sour, sarcastic, but sanguine uh, <laughs> retort. Golly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh, we need to be happy, you know, and that that we need to find a silver lining because dark clouds will always be among us. There will always be dark clouds somewhere in our lives, and we have to find the silver lining, or we'll yeah. be so depressed we won't be able to handle it. Well, it's fu- funny. I talk like this and negative, and yet I'm generally a pretty positive person. You and are. Even, even in talking about all this stuff, I do it very sort of like, kind of tongue in cheek. I'm not totally serious in buying into any kind of depression here it's like hey you just roll with it you know i mean but thinking about it when you're talking about stuff like this that's not how it sounds to people right (laughs) it's like get it that i'm you know i'm not not really buying into how awful things are i'm just just pointing out that there are you know things aren't perfect either you know i mean so do so do you think that movie theaters are going to open up on September. Was it second? They said that they were going to open up AMC's. Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, and it's what September second is a week from today. It um, is. They've already, in fact, they opened some of them up uh, this past weekend in other places in the United States. Um, to be honest, they might, they might open them. I personally would probably wait. And see what happens. You know, last time we started to open things up, we had another wave of coronavirus that hit hard. Um, so I would just say, let's just just hold the jets, cool the jets a little bit, hold your horses. I guess you hold your, you don't hold your jets and cool your horses. Although you could, um, yeah, you know, hardworking horses need to be cooled off, especially if they're in Southern California this time of year. Um, but uh, I, I personally don't think I would go and sit in a theater right now. Uh, I would wait and see. And let's just see if the numbers continue to keep going down or if, as we open things up, they start going up again. Um, you know, I... But, you know, to each their own. Do I think they're going to open on the second? I think some will. Um, some will, you know, in the areas that... Uh, the, the counties that have been taken off the list in Southern California, like Orange County, was just taken off. And I think they're supposed to get 14 days in, Right which means that they would have to, I think the second would be soon, maybe it'd be the eighth, right? It'd be the following week. Yeah. Would be 14 days. So so they might wait till the eighth. <sighs> People are itching to get together. Yeah. In fact, if I were betting, if I were betting, I would say it would be the weekend of, of like the fifth, sixth that theaters would open. Um, or, or maybe they don't want to open midweek as a soft opening before they hit a weekend or something. So it might be, but it's going to be, you know, that 14 days because that's just the way the law is written here in California is that after you've been taken off of the, what is that list called? I don't want to call it the hit list, but the, the list. It's it's a watch list. I don't know. Yeah. Watch list. Okay. Watch list. Yeah. It's, it's counties that have had X amount of, of, um, confirmed infection per 100,000. And if you get below that, that criteria, then you come off the watch list and if you stay off the watch list for 14 consecutive days, then they let you start opening back up. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, I think it was just this past, what, 
Thursday or Friday or something like that 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 we came off uh, that Orange County came off the watch list and San Bernardino and Riverside County aren't off yet. So I think it'll be a week. It'll be like seven days, either tomorrow or Friday, which means that then the fourteen days would be like the third or fourth of August, which means yeah. that they could maybe open September. up on the weekend of the fifth. I'm sorry, of September, yeah. And they could open up on the fifth or sixth. So my, if I were a guessing man, I'd say we'd have some theaters doing some test openings on the on the weekend of the fifth or the sixth, which is also the weekend that the big movie Tenant was supposed to open and release, which would be perfect because there would then be an excuse to say, "Hey, come see this cool new movie," which I would so love to see. What is the movie about? I don't know anything about it, but I keep hearing it. I'm hearing the name. Yeah, it's a dystopian future movie. <laughs> well, oh, great. That, that's a um um. It's yeah, it's a it's kind of a spy film based on on some sci-fi twists in it, you know. Um uh but it's it's been heavily heavily um uh anticipated. Uh they've got John David Washington as uh uh protagonist and Robert Pattinson as his handler. Um, uh, and, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a spy film. It's, it's sort of like a modern day, um, uh, James Bond type of thing, but, uh, Christopher Nolan. So, you know, it's going to be dark. Yeah. And they said that there may be some, some kind of twists and similarities to Inception. And in fact, at one point they, they thought that it was going to be a sequel to Inception. Uh, and instead, um, they're saying that it's kind of an in-law to Inception. They're related by marriage, so they're similar. And if you've seen Inception, that was sort of a brain-twisting thing about the idea that you could, like, plant memories in somebody's head that seemed real, and it was very weird and twisty. And excellent movie if you've not seen it, but it's also one that you have to really pay attention to to understand what the heck's going on. And even at the end, they leave a little bit of question mark as to whether you're in reality or not. So the French actress, Clemence, Clemence, Clemence Poesy, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think she was in uh, Inception, wasn't she? Maybe she was I don't know. I, I will look her up on Wikipedia. She was in the Harry oh, Potter film. No, she was Fleur de Cour. She, she was, was Fleur de Cour, yeah. whatever her yeah. name was. She was also in Bruges, the movie In Bruges. She was in oh. In Bruges. Um, uh, which was an excellent movie also, by the way, if you've never seen it, In Bruges. It's a movie about, um, like, hitmen and stuff, but it's it's a sort of a, got a comedic twist to it. There's, it's, it's, it's an odd, it's hard to, it's one of those movies that doesn't fit neatly into a category, but it's a really well-done movie. But yeah, Fleur Decor. Um, she, she looks more grown up in, in some of yes, these other I movies. I knew I recognized her face, but I couldn't place her. Yeah, yeah, ima- imagine that, a, an actor or an actress grew up. Um, yes. So, yeah, they can't play kid parts forever. Uh. And Himesh Patel is in it, and Himesh Patel was in Yesterday, which is such a good movie. One of my favorite movies of the last few years. I loved Yesterday. The way that was put together was just so, so well done. Um, yeah, Denzel's in it, too, except it's Denzel, and it's Denzel Smith. Oh, Really? <laughs> Yeah, it's, so it's somebody... not Denzel. It's Denzel. Right. <laughs> yeah, Indian film and stage actor. Ah. Born in Mumbai. Gotcha. Michael Caine is in it though. Oh, I like Michael Caine a yeah. lot. Yeah, he plays Michael Crosby. 
So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just it. This is a movie that's been anticipated for a while. It's like I said, it's it's a twisty movie uh, in terms of plot, and so um, a lot of people have been looking forward to it. And uh, uh, it's like I said, a Christopher Nolan movie, which which brings with it a bunch of fans, and also probably turns off some people just because you like or don't like the way he does stuff. Um, but uh, I think he does uh, very thought-provoking sci-fi type of stuff, you know. Basically, the pl- here, here's the one-sentence description. The plot follows a secret agent who must manipulate time in order to prevent World War Three. Oh, sounds like Terminator. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's hope that it, it uh, goes off, makes a ton of money, and, uh, you know goes from there. I guess it was released August 26th in the United Kingdom. It's supposed to be released September 3rd, which would be going into this coming weekend here in the U.S. So, um, so if the uh, 14 day 14 days of, of lower numbers in Orange County works, Orange County theaters might be available to open. I, I don't know what their plans are in terms of like seating and how that's going to work. You know, are they going to like picks you know because you most theaters when you go into them you have to pick your seats now which is kind of a pain but um but then you know that's your seat right you don't have there's no question about it your ticket says that's your seat like you're on an airplane and that plays very neatly into things you know in the time of covid now you can go in and go well i sit here and that person has to sit you know at least one row in in between us and and you know alternating seats or something i don't know so we'll see what happens there have you heard about the what's going on with Jerry Falwell in Liberty University? It's Jerry Falwell Jr., right? It was the son of the original Jerry Falwell. who uh, w- they, There was a picture of him showing his belly with his pants undone with his wife's assistant. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And he, so... Yeah. Um, yes. So apparently there, there's they've been in a... And a polyamorous relationship, the three of them, and um, which oh. you know he runs Liberty University, which is a Christian university. So clearly he's stepped down from that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just—it was very surprising. Although I think wow. it shouldn't have been. That's what came out. I had not heard that. What last thing I had heard? This is when it first broke. He was just saying, "Hey, we were goofing around." She was, you know, saying that she was pregnant and couldn't get her pants buckled and so i undid mine and said see it's not that big a deal uh, you know i'm fat my pants are tight too um and so he kind of downplayed it that way um but i did see that he is stepping down from head of the of the college which uh yeah if if they've if it's come out and they've admitted to a polyamorous uh relationship then you know that's clearly not in alignment with the Christian teaching of the school and, and of no. the, the church, the affiliated church. And, and so, yeah. Huh. So Giancarlo Granda said he was 20 when he met Jerry and Becky Falwell. This is according to Reuters. While working as a pool attendant, pool, pool attendant at the Fountain Blue Miami Beach Hotel in March of 2012, starting that month and continuing into 2018, uh, Granda told Reuters that the relationship involved him having uh, sex with Becky Falwell while Jerry Falwell looked on. Um, so uh, Rhonda showed showed Reuters emails, text messages, and other evidence that he says demonstrate the sexual nature of his relationship with the couple. 
um, and they've been married since 1987. Becky and I developed an intimate relationship, and Jerry enjoyed watching from the corner of the room. And this happened multiple times a year, apparently. And uh, the encounters took place at hotels in Miami New York, and New York, and at the Falwells' home in Virginia. Though so his friendship with the Falwells eventually soured and uh, uh, grounded Polk Reuters in part because he wanted to dissolve his ties with the couple and fell into business dispute with them. Gronda first emerged as a figure in the Falwell circle two years ago when BuzzFeed News reported the couple had befriended Gronda and gone into business with him, buying a Miami Beach youth hostel in 2013. So at the time... Uh, Buzz, the BuzzFeed article, uh, at the time of the BuzzFeed article, a representative of the Falwell family said Gronda was uh, offered a share in Alton Hostel LLC because Gronda lived in Miami and would act as manager of the youth hostel. Um, corporate records now, cor corporate records show that, that he currently does have a stake in the venture. Um, so, needless to say, Becky Falwell is not responding to emails or phone or text messages from Reuters. Um, after Reuters presented its initial reporting early last week to the Falwells, a lawyer for Jerry Falwell, uh, Michael Bow or Bow, said the evangelical leader categorically denies everything you ind indicated you intend to publish about him. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, um, the comedians I'm, Trevor Noah and Stephen Colbert came out and said, hey, we're fine with his sexual choices, but not his hypocrisy. It's like, don't be preaching to people about how they're supposed to behave when you choose to behave different ways. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, you know, do what you want to on your own time, but don't don't try to tell me how and everybody else how they should be behaving. Yes. So, yeah, um, yeah so he has stepped down. Um, you know, he, okay, so several hours after the Reuters article appeared, the first one, Washington Post and other U.S. media reported that Falwell had stepped down. But later, later that Monday, uh, Falwell disputed those accounts. Um, I have not resigned, he told Politico. I will be on indefinite leave. Hmm. <laughs> indefinite. Okay. Sort of like the indefinite COVID, right? It goes on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. Sir, could you define indefinite? <laughs> yes. And, and, and it, of course, it had to be Jerry Falwell Jr. because the, he's the only one alive. Right. He died in 2007. Right. Yeah. Who also had his own scandals. So. Yeah. Seems to. Uh, seem seems that um, that uh, some of these uh, religious leaders are not of the highest ethical and moral standards. Or at well, least they don't, I... they don't hold themselves to the highest or more or <laughs> oral <laughs> moral yeah. and ethical standards. You know, I gotta say, as an independent Baptist, I used to be a Southern Baptist. I'm an independent Baptist now. Um, they're not my leaders. <laughs> yeah, they're they're you know they're just they're just men doing mm -hmm. their thing. My leader, my leader can be found in the Bible. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, yep. Anyway, I just uh, people go figure. People, yeah, yeah. So. It's, I mean, I'm sure it's embarrassing for him. It's got to be embarrassing for him. This is, you know, they had to understand that this thing probably would have come out if the when the relationship soured, which was probably going to sour. I mean, yeah. I don't know how they did not foresee this happening. Yeah, you live in a spotlight. You're gonna, you know, it's yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just that's so. just that's just foolishness and, and stupidity. 
and and weakness. Yeah. You know. And weakness. And weakness. So, you know, if if you are going to define a set of morals that that you're going to live by, then live by those morals, and live by those ethics. You know, and and you know, if you're if you're, you're preaching the Bible, the the set of morals and ethics are right there for you to read. You know, it's not that hard. Um, but I will let him live his life and deal with the the bed that he has made and and not uh, criticize. How's so, that? yes, um, there's another story uh, that I think is kind of ridiculous. Um, Alex Jones and so Alex Jones being the granddaddy of conspiracy theorist um, and Deanna Deanna Lorraine. I have no idea who she is. They say that Michelle Obama is a man. And Bill Gates is an alien. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Bill Gates, and he looks like an alien. He acts like an alien, but he's not an alien. He's a dude. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so the beat you goes know. on. The thing about it, yeah. the internet gives crazy. It gives everybody a voice, even the crazy people. I would say, wow. especially the crazy people. Alex Jones is only forty-six years old. He looks much older, doesn't he? I would have guessed he was in his 60s. Yeah. Late, late yeah. 50s. You know? <laughs> he's 46. He seems yeah, I, like he's been leeching on our brain for, for much longer than that. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally. So, That's funny. Yeah, I knew that there were these videos out there that we are... That we are um, our world is governed by reptilian overlords, shape-shifting reptilian overlords. Um, uh-huh. David Ike, I think his name is, is out there, was out there um, promoting that. And why reptilian? I, you know, I, why I pull that know. one out of the hat? I, I, I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> so, and there's yeah. there's all these videos of people, try, they've like slowed down videos and they sit, you know, they've slowed down like clips of the news and say you can see their eyes changing and all this there's all this ridiculousness on YouTube I used to have a hobby I don't have time to do it anymore like if I was homesick or something I would mm-hmm. go on YouTube and kind of plumb the depths of crazy there's a lot of crazy on YouTube yeah yeah that's a, that's a deep dive if you're plumbing the depths because you know, hold your breath it's a long way down it's a long way down <laughs> yeah because I think people would much rather believe that it's that's it's something that kind of that there's some sort of evil cabal that sort of craziness that's happening it that's that's causing this world. Yeah, to be they, the way yeah, it they is. don't want to admit that, that that there's actually people that are that wacko. That's yes. what it is. They just can't conceive of the fact that there's people whose brains are wired badly. Yes, you know, now, and I, we we elect some of them. Yes, we do. I have to say, I do believe, I don't believe in conspiracies of men. I do believe that there's a world that we can't see. I believe, I mean, everything in the Bible, I believe, is true. And so, um, uh, you know, I, I certainly, I believe that in another dimension that all of this all exists. But do I believe that there are reptilian overlords walking the earth? No, I don't believe that. Yeah. I've seen no evidence. <laughs> <laughs> of reptilian excrement. <laughs> They That's don't right. want you to see it. They are hiding it from you. Yeah. <laughs> they. Believe what you want to believe, dude. You know, just just stay on your side of the street. Exactly. You know, exactly. that's the... the um, 
uh, was it Max Kellerman on ESPN? He's a boxing analyst primarily, but he he talk he comments on all kinds of sports stuff, and he always has the line, you know, your right to throw a punch ends at my nose, right? Exactly. And I, and I love that. It's like you know you're you're free to do whatever you want, but your right to throw a punch ends at my nose, uh, and you know if 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 your punch impacts on my nose, then there's an issue, <laughs> you know. So you throw all the punches you want, dude. Uh, more power to you, you know, so, wrap yourself in tinfoil and run down the street. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, Dennis Rodman, I believe is a reptilian overlord, but other than that. <laughs> Poor Dennis Rodman. That's one very sad and confused man. He chose that, that direction and that life and that hair color. Um, so. And that wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I just just uh, uh, navigated over to Wired magazine. They have at the top um, a, a it is a, a mirror that gives you makeup tutorials. And I know, Todd, that you're super excited about this, but a mirror that gives you makeup tutorials. I'm sure your daughters would think it's very cool. And I'm the like, smart oh. mirrors are becoming a thing for like workouts. And I hadn't heard about one that did makeup tutorials, but they're they're sort of becoming a thing. And the last thing on earth I would ever want is to stand in front of a mirror and know that there's a camera watching me while I look in a mirror. That whole idea, the concept just, just freaks me out beyond belief. But isn't that the same thing as doing like FaceTime? It's weird when I'm looking at myself and I just think it's way too easy to forget that it's not just a mirror. And so you're, you know, standing in front of it, you know, and you're like standing there in your underwear, trying on, you know, looking to see which clothes you want to wear or something. I just, I don't like the idea of that. I don't like the idea of, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who likes automation and I've got, you know, cameras up, you know, just to security cameras and stuff, but I would never in a million years put one like anywhere near a bedroom or, uh, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind the screen. The idea of the, the Peloton thing where you get a screen and a camera, that that doesn't bother me because then that's clearly something that I interact with. But a mirror, to me, is just that's that's a line I don't want to cross. Well, and I certainly think, you, yeah, it would be very, very easy to forget that it's there. Yeah. Very easy to forget yeah, that it's there. Yeah, if you've got cameras in, in your inside your house, outside security cameras is one thing. Cameras inside your house... And I don't. I'm not opposed to having them. Just be aware that they're never there. Never forget that they're they're not there. Don't go jogging through your house, you know, in your birthday suit uh, <laughs> when you've got cameras in your house because you don't think they can be hacked. Ask the Rialto School District what can be hacked. Indeed. You know, ask any credit card company ever anywhere what can be hacked. So I watched a YouTube video yesterday. Speaking of hackers, there is at the security conference. There, there's a guy who gamified finding missing people. And um, and so, like, all these hackers were there at this security conference, and they thought it was just a game. And they get to the end, they didn't end up finding the person, but they made a lot of progress. That's and at awesome. And the end, they, they learned that it was a real person that, is, that disappeared. Oh, my gosh, that is so cool. That is the most awesome thing ever. That is the yeah. way to, uh, you know, honestly, I think that we could solve a lot of problems that way by, by turning them into smart games that you could put, like, lots of minds behind. Um, yes. You know, that's a way to harness lots of creative thinking and lots of, like, hey, did anybody ever explore this avenue that maybe seems counterintuitive, but somebody will try it, and it might 
you know, like you said, if not solve a crime, um, open doors that maybe previously hadn't been looked at. Yes. Yeah. I just thought, here's all these brilliant minds sitting in this room. They were like, and you could sign up for breakout sessions in this, in this, at this conference. And there were probably 30 people, 35 people in the room. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the brain power in that room was tremendous. And yeah, they didn't end up finding out what happened to the guy, but they did make progress and nobody had done that in a while. So, you know, that was, that's pretty cool. That's, mm-hmm. that's, I, yeah, I think that that's a wonderful model, you know, wonderful model. So anyway, I, uh, uh, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I could not do that work. Somebody can. And I'm you glad. absolutely could if you decided to and put your mind to it. Don't, 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 uh, bury um, yourself in that false modesty you are a very bright person it is, and it is you not could, false modesty i'm not a hacker i'm not a computer science person I'm no not a, but you could very much if you you know if if your interests fell that way you could go that direction and, and do that kind of thing and just just that's not where your interest in your life has led but you have 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 smarts and, and and brilliance in other areas and other ways that that's expressed yeah okay thank you just no. telling it like it is. <laughs> Thank offering you. my, I, I offering my opinions. You know, it's I, I really hate it when people say, like, "Oh, I'm just telling the truth," or "I'm just you know telling it like it is." I don't like those kind of phrases because what you're doing is you're giving opinions, and I'm giving my opinion, and it's it's a well considered opinion, but um, but it is still an opinion. So and so that's what it is. You are a smarty, and just own it. Well, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm really good at. At, at using technology I'm just not good at well I've never I don't know how to program I'm not that's not me I've never done that yeah so. and that's a specific skill set that can be learned and so yeah so the Wired the I really love Wired magazine by the way I, I just think it's really a great uh, publication um, so they, they they asked the question is it time to put down your phone so Webby founder. Is it well past time to put down your phone? Yeah, right. Um, And and they're saying, can you can you put your? She's asking this Tiffany Schlain, who is a filmmaker and Webby founder. um, An unfortunate name, owner. Schlain. Yeah. Anything that starts with Schlain. So um, they say, you know, take a have a have a technology Shabbat. Put all your technology down one day a week, and uh, Schlain should Shabbat. Pardon? So Shlane should Shabbat? Yes, exactly. So that you can have a a, a a Sabbath. Like you don't you put down your technology and you don't use it. And I know that Orthodox Jews do this in, in their observation of the Sabbath. Um, but like I'm I do things I work on I do work on Sunday and I'm not supposed to, forgive me Lord. Um, but if I put if we put down all of our devices and did nothing um, with our devices one day a week, would that improve our mental health? I think it would. I don't disagree at all. Um, you know, I'm a very tech-oriented person. I have built my entire office, studio, man cave around the technology that I like to play with. It is my toy as well as my work tool. Um, you know, and a lot of people, it's a tool. That's all it is. But it's for me, it's my toy and my work tool. Um, 
but yeah, there are, um, I don't know if it's once a week, but there are I mean, very often there's times where it's, I don't touch any of this stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll especially on weekends, I will, I will go a Saturday and a Sunday or, or sometimes just one or the other where I don't, I'm not out here, you know, I don't do this. Or if I do come out to the shack, it's just to sit out here and watch television where I'm not bothering somebody in the house who's doing something else and the noise would bother them. So I come out here, you know, to watch TV. Um, but, um, you know, I am, I am also probably not the norm in that as I've been very vocal about my distaste for the way social media is run. And so I, I boycott social media. So I don't, I'm not one to get on my phone to, you know, check what's going on in the world via social media either. So I, I don't use my phone and my devices quite that way, you know? Um, and so I have a different relationship with my, um, uh, with my uh, gear, you know, I mean, it's it's than than a lot of people. So. So we are about out of time. Are we? Are we really? We, we can keep going forever. We don't have to stop. We do because you know? I have to go to work. Well, you just have to imagine that you need to take some time off. Take today. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna fly. <laughs> not working, huh? No, no, it's not gonna work. Not gonna okay, work. well, if you have to go to work, I suppose we can call it quits and say today is done. So, um, yeah. I'm Todd Brinker. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Erin Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you.